0: 1340 KDLM, the station you can count on. Welcome to the KDLM Sports Wrap on a Wednesday, the third day of February 2021. Lots to get to, a lot of action in high school sports last night. Looking down my roster, boys basketball winners last night in Lakerland. Girls basketball beating Pequot Lakes here on KDLM last night. Girls hockey winning their fourth straight game. And boys hockey putting up 10 goals in their win last night. We'll recap those games and other scores of local interest. We'll talk to Cal Soderquist, second half of the Sports Wrap here, to talk about Timberwolves basketball, a, a tough loss for the Wolves on Monday night, losing by two points to Cleveland, and it's going to be rough again for the Wolves again tonight. I think they're, well, just like the Wild; they're, they're pretty shorthand. I think they're down five players tonight, including D'Angelo Russell against San Antonio. We'll talk to Kel Sonerquist about 9.50 this morning to get the details on Timberwolves basketball. But first, uh, we'll recap the Wild game last night and a huge addition, well, a returning addition to the Minnesota Twins lineup announced late last night. Let's rewind the last 24 hours in sports.
1: Rewind time. (laughs)
0: Let's start with a local high school sports scoreboard brought to you by Burger King. Remember, Coffee with the Coaches returns live from Burger King this Saturday at 9 o'clock on KDLM. The Lakers avenging a loss to Pequot Lakes. Pequot Lakes beat them by 10 points a week ago, uh, two weeks ago on Thursday. Patriots in Detroit Lakes last night. And Detroit Lakes, led by 20 points from Sarah Tagan, wins 69-43. to Charlie was calling the game last night. He had a chance to talk to Rachel Johnson, head coach of the girls' basketball team, after the game. One of the things that you were talking about in the pregame was defense. Feel
2: like you accomplished that here tonight?
3: Yes, we did. Yep, they came out a little rocky. They understood how much was on this game uh, for our record and for Mid State. So they were a little, they were a little nervous. But after they got over that initial bump in the road they pulled her together and they really set the tone
0: yeah
2: what happened it was a 16 to 8 game we were down by eight we went on a 12-0 run anything spark or trigger that run did you you remember
3: uh Uh, i don't i remember (laughs) there's a lot of things i'm thinking about of course um but for the most part i just think they settled in uh and they got a we got a couple steals that were really pivotal uh scored off of them and that's what kind of was the spark plug for it
2: Yeah, I mean, that's what was the difference. Like in our first game against Pequot Lakes, we were the ones that were turning the ball over. They were scoring in bunches. And then here tonight, kind of flipping the script, if you will. Tonight, we were the ones forcing the turnovers and scoring in bunches.
3: Correct. And so uh, with that defensive effort we put in tonight, that was really good to see that that had switched. And usually if you can get over the hump defensively, uh, then the turnovers happen and we feel more comfortable offensively uh, if they execute that well.
2: Sarah in 20 points tonight and really making some nice three-pointers when, when you needed it the most. Correct.
3: Yep, she really stepped up. Um, we've got a good baseline out-of-bounds play um, that I'm sure was giving the other coach fits, and Sarah was scoring off of him, and she was doing a good job overall, so it's good to see.
2: Ava Jones coming in off the bench, and I mean, she took a brutal fall in the game. She pounced right back up. I mean, we saw some bench players really emerge here tonight, yep, I thought. Yep,
3: correct. Um I deeply appreciate how deep our bench can be, um, all the way from 12th graders that step in to now some 9th graders stepping in as well. Um, They know how to fill their roles and when they're needed and what they need to do to be out there, and um, they just fill that role really well.
2: So, I mean, we look ahead. I mean, we were talking about it in the pregame. How excited are you for this game coming up on Saturday when you take on your former uh, team? Yes, I'm very Otters. excited to
3: go to my hometown. Um, I've been in there as an opposing coach already uh, with the Moorhead Spuds, and then last year. Uh, but it'll be. A- Different This year being a head coach, I've got some people that are trying to come and things like that, um, and I'm just really excited. And the girls know how much I want it, so they're pretty ramped up as well.
2: And we're no stranger to the road now. We've had a few road games. we put those under our belt and because we're going to be on a little bit of a road trip here. We don't Correct. come back to We're going to be on a
3: little bit of a road trip and uh, afternoon game on Saturday. We'll see how that goes. You know, some timing's a little bit different. It's a Saturday game. It's an afternoon game. So we'll make sure we're prepped and ready for that.
0: The 3 o'clock game on Saturday against Fergus Falls for Laker Girls Basketball. Other scores and local interest from Girls Basketball last night. Sabika beating Verndale 61-45. Purham over Roseau 60-28. Battle Lake beats Rothsay in overtime last night 60-55. Browerville Eagle Valley over Osageus 42-36. Heading beats Pillager 72-49. Park Rapids over Staples Motley 72-68. Barnesville over Norman County East hit all 67-44. Moorhead beats Breckenridge by two, 53-51. Red Lake Falls over Ada Borup, 55-30. And Badger Greenbush Middle River hands Thief River Falls a loss last night, 48-35. In boys basketball last night, boys team winning their fourth straight game and their second game with a one-point victory, beating Thief River Falls 60-59 last night. Lakers going to host 6-0 Pequot Lakes on Friday. Patriots average 75 points a game. And defense is stingy, allowing just under 40 points per game. Again, Lakers win last night 60-59 to to move to 4-1 and on the season. Other games in boys basketball last night. Park Rapids over Crookston, 75-53. Pequot Lakes eking out Esco, 59-58. Pequot Lakes, of course, the Lakers' next opponent on Friday. Aiken beating Staples Motley by 10, 56-46. Fergus Falls over Bemidji, 54-51. St. Cloud Apollo over St. Cloud Tech, fifty to forty-five. Alexandria beats Ricory, seventy to fifty-three. Long Prairie Great Eagle falls to Deer Creek, fifty-two to forty-two. DGF over Pelican Rapids, seventy-seven to fifty-one. Norman County East Ulyettetall falls at home to Lake Park Audubon fifty-four to forty-eight. Breckenridge, the Breckenridge Cowboys stay undefeated at five and zero, beating Barnesville in overtime last night, sixty-one to fifty-nine. Bertha Hewitt over Underwood, eighty to fifty-four. Fertile Beltrami over East Grand Forks, 72 56, and Frazy beating Holly Big, 91 64 in boys basketball action last night. Let's move to hockey. The Laker Girls hockey team won their fourth straight game last night, 6 4 over Northern Lakes. Lakers led 4 1 after the first period after two Emma Coley goals. Hadley Justice and Mattson Olson also scored in the opening period last night. Lakers pushed their lead to 6 1 after goals by Haley Staddleman and Ella Hess. Lakers now 4 1. Travel to Crookston to face the 3 and 4 Pirates on Friday. Other scores in girls' hockey last night Litchfield, Dash, Okato over Prairie Center 5 0. Fergus Falls beats River Lakes 4 1. Wilmer over Alexandria 5 1. And Sartell, Sock Rapids beats Bemidji 5 1. In boys' hockey last night, Detroit Lakes beating Breckenridge, Wapiton 10 0. Lakers only led 1 0 after the first period. Cruises via Spencer Bergman goal. Then the offense took off. Ryan Solberg scored his first varsity goal last night. Thomas Fritz, Braden Wimmer, Jaden Gertis all scored in the second to make it 5 to nothing. Detroit Lakes. In the third, Jordan Fields scored twice, once on the power play. Jacob McAllister made it 8-0. Carter Belfi scored his first varsity goal to make it 9-0. And Nicholas Hess, with the icing on the cake, scoring his first goal of the season to make it 10-0 Detroit Lakes. Other games in high school boys hockey last night: St. Cloud Cathedral beating Prairie Center thirteen to two last night. A lot of lopsided scores. Red Lake Falls beats Park Rapids eight to three. Morris Benson beating Wadena Deer Creek three to two in boys hockey last night. Minnesota Wild in action, the third of a four-game series with the Colorado Avalanche, and unable to solve goalie Philip Grubauer last night in a two to one loss. Wild Skate with the absent scoreless tie for most of the first period to Logan O'Connor drew first blood of the 17:45 mark. O'Connor's second goal of the season put Colorado on the board, and the Avalanche doubled their lead midway through the second period. In that 2-0 hole, it was Kirill Kaprizov on the power play, getting the Wild on the board for the first time last
1: Parisi trying to get it over now for Jerry Mayhew, working hard. Now for Parisi, whack and front, quick shot that time by Kaprizov, he scores! Kaprizov on the power play for Minnesota. Wild cash in with the extra man, right back in the hockey game. Now it's
0: 2-1. to 2-1, to one, they could lead in half, had a chance to steal the game in Denver, heading to the third period, had a share of chances, but Grubauer, tremendous in net for the Avs last night, 27 saves to preserve the 2-1 to one victory. Head coach of the Wild, Dean Evason, talked about his team's chances in the third, just unable to cash in last night.
4: Both teams look exhausted at the end, a lot of energy, um, real, real good hockey game. Saw spurts back and forth. We thought we started real well. They pushed back, um, and then we thought we finished extremely well. Um, but yeah, I mean, we watched our guys come off. We watched their guys come off. I mean, it's it was a battle. Um, it was it was a really hard fought hockey game that um, we felt could have went either way.
0: Another tough break for the already shorthanded Wild last night. An upper body injury to Captain Jared Spurgeon going to sideline him for a bit. Here is defenseman Ian Cole talking about it. Anytime you
4: lose pieces of your team, especially um, you know huge pieces of our team like like Spurgeon, um, you know it's uh, it's uh, it's tough. Uh, you know, obviously, there's a huge hole there, and um, you know you're not going to um, you not going to fill uh, you know the holes of the guys that we've lost um, with just one guy. Uh, you know, no one's going to step up and be and be Matt Dumba or Jared Spurgeon or you know, Marcus Johansson or, or Kevin Fiala. Uh, but we need to do it by committee. Everyone needs to step up and play a little bit better. And, um, you know, I think we did a pretty decent job of that tonight.
0: Wild fall is to six and five, the loss. They do get Kevin Fiala back from his three game suspension when Minnesota wraps up that four game series with the Avs on Thursday night.
4: And the 3 2 pitch, a swing and a drive, left center field and deep. Back it goes, deep it goes, and gone. He's done it again. Nelson Cruz continues to just own. The Kansas City Royals, a bullpen blast to left center. His second tonight, his eighth of the year, and it's a 4-0 Twins lead.
0: Those bullpen blasts from Boomstick going to be back this year. Nelson Cruz signing a one-year $13 million contract with the Twins last night as a vital part of their batting lineup these last two seasons, hitting 308 with 57 home runs, and 141 knocked in these last two seasons with the Twins, including 53 games in the shortened 2020 season. So now for the Twins, they've got their DH. They got their, their, their fifth starter in, in J-Hap. They got their gold glove shortstop in Andrelton Simmons. So what's left? I think uh, maybe bringing one more starter and two relievers, and the Twins will be ready for the 2020 season. Twins Hot Soap Show tonight on KDLM with Chris Addenberry. I'm sure Boomstick going to be the main topic tonight as the Twins have had uh, big signings each of the last three weeks. Jay Happ three weeks ago. Last week it was Andrelton Simmons on Wednesday morning. Three-time or five-time gold-gloving winning shortstop. And last night, Nelson Cruz will be back with the Minnesota Twins in 2021. Three. Bonus number three, Wolves are in San Antonio tonight to face the Spurs. Minnesota dropped to 5-15 and 15 on the season after a Monday loss to Cleveland by just one bucket, 100-98. Wolves, five players out as of yesterday, including points leader D'Angelo Russell, who's questionable with that quad injury. Going to have the game on KDLM tonight. Joining us next, Cal Soderquist from the Timberwolves Radio Network. We'll talk Timberwolves basketball with Cal next on KDLM.
5: Westwood 1 presents memorable moments in NFL postseason history, sponsored by Merrill
1: Edge self-directed. The New England Patriots entered Super Bowl 42 with a chance to become the first team to ever finish a season 19 and 0, but their quest for perfection fell short as New York Giants quarterback Eli Manning orchestrated a game-winning touchdown drive that featured a play for the ages. Manning takes it, facing pressure, he's in trouble, he's spun around, he's able to get away, looks to throw, he does, downfield, and elitely catches catch is made! Down at the 25. David Tyree comes up with the ball. What a play by Eli Manning. And by David Tyree, who miraculously pinned the ball against his helmet for the 33-yard catch. Four plays later, Manning found Plexico Burris for the game-winning score, and the Giants pulled off one of the greatest upsets in sports history. I'm Scott Graham, Westwood One Sports.
5: Jim Rome here. When you call a Dell Technologies advisor, you are talking to somebody who is not waiting for their turn to speak. No, they actually want to hear what you have to say. They're focused on you, ready to give advice on everything from laptops to the cloud and offer tailored solutions powered by Intel vPro platform to keep your small business ready for what's next. Our advisors listen so you know your small business needs have been heard. Call a Dell Technologies advisor today at 877-ASK-DELL. That's 877-ASK-DELL.
0: 2000- 2020 was a challenging year, but things are looking up, including the stock market's performance. But will it last? Hi, I'm Ken Morave, Senior Advisor at Retirement Planners of America. If you are 50 or older, call us today to schedule a free consultation to learn more about our invest
5: and protect strategy that is designed to help mitigate the risk of the stock market. Call us today at 800-375-1159 to schedule your free assessment. That's 800-375-1159.
1: Whether you're looking for a tailored care approach for your loved one or your next home, Essentia Health Senior Living offers something for everyone in Detroit Lakes with assisted living and an independent living community all with the comfort of friendly, reliable staff. There when you need them. Immediate access to the St. Mary's Detroit Lakes Hospital and Clinic means no more traveling for appointments. Call 218-847-0894 to schedule a free tour today. Essentia Health Senior Living in Detroit Lakes. This is the Golden Gopher Daily Update. I'm Mike Grimm. The 14th ranked University of Minnesota wrestling team entertains number 17 Illinois on Friday. We'll hear from a top Gopher freshman next. Welcome back, Gopher fans. It's Garzy for Affinity Plus Federal Credit Union, proud sponsor of Gopher Athletics. When you bank here, we're on the same team, and you're golden. Affinity Plus wants to ensure you're getting the same excellent member service that you would experience in the branch from the comfort of wherever you are. Video banking is now live with your Affinity Plus team. From new memberships to new loans or even general questions, Affinity Plus employees are eager to help you through this new channel. To try this out, visit AffinityPlus.org and select Contact Us, Affinity Plus Federal Credit Union, federally insured by NCU anyway Golden Gopher freshman 165-pound wrestler Andrew Sparks of Costa Mesa, California is 5-1 and one so far this year and says he's excited about how his year has gone.
5: We didn't even know exactly what our schedule was so like a week, two weeks before. So yeah, so it's definitely really cool and um, it's just a great opportunity for me just to come out my or my uh, true freshman year and just, you know, compete and just wrestle some of the best competition. You know, Big Ten is a, is a great league to be able to compete in. And um, so, yeah, I'm super, super grateful for that and grateful that I just have this opportunity.
1: What's the transition been like from high school wrestling now to, as you mentioned, wrestling at a high level in the Big Ten?
5: It's pretty much the same for me. I mean, I just keep getting better every year and you know, the competition is definitely a lot better in, in college, but you know, I'm a, I'm a lot better and I just keep jumping levels. So yeah, I mean, it's it's you know, it's definitely crazy thinking, you know, not even a year ago I was, you know, already you know, I was in high school and competing at the high school level and now I'm, you know, competing at the highest level in college. So yeah, that's that's pretty cool to look back and, and uh, see how far I have come.
1: Friday's meet with Illinois begins at five at Maturi Pavilion. For more info on Golden Gopher Wrestling, log on to Gophersports.com. That's the Golden Gopher Daily Update. I'm Mike
4: Grimm. Hello, Detroit Lakes. This is Pastor Paul Larson inviting you to come and worship with us at Faith Lutheran every Sunday at 9.30 a.m. If you can't be with us, you can hear the recorded worship service every Sunday at 7.25 a.m. right here on KDLM 1340. Come and join us and find out what it's like to be a part of a warm, friendly, Bible-believing Lutheran church. We're located on County Road, Highway 6, one half mile west of Highway 59. Jesus is coming soon. Make sure you're ready.
0: Some things in life you can just rely on, like the comfy fit of a favorite pair of jeans and the tried-and-true performance of a new home comfort system from Rood. So here's to reliability built into everything they do. Rely on Rood. Get reliable year-round comfort with the new HVAC system from Rood installed by the pros at Green's Plumbing and Modern Heating. They're the local team you can rely on. Call your local Rood retailer, Green's Plumbing and Modern Heating, today at 218-847-7542.
5: Weather. Here's your KDLM Weatherology forecast. Forts Day will have cloudy skies with some fog possible early on, high temperatures climbing into the upper 20s. Then Forts Night, a chance for a light winter mix, a low of 11 degrees. Upper winds breezy from the northwest. For Thursday, patchy blowing snow at gusty northwest winds at 20 to 30 miles per hour. Early highs in the mid-teens and then falling into the single digits by the afternoon. I'm meteorologist Michael K D L
0: 1340 KDLM, the station you can count on. Welcome back to the KDLM Sports Wrap on a Wednesday morning, a Wolves Wednesday. Wolves basketball on KDLM tonight, 630 pregame show, 7 o'clock tip. Against the San Antonio Spurs, we're joined on the phone by Cal Soderquist from the Timberwolves Radio Network. Good morning, Cal. How's your week been so far?
4: So far, so good. We've still got uh, quite a few games ahead of us. So, you know, if you start your weeks on uh, Sunday, we're one and one on the week. So, good, That's good
0: week. That's perfect. That's uh, perfect. It's the little things when it comes to Wolves basketball like that. You're mentioning off the air. Uh, it's a pretty heavy stretch, for the Timberwolves, uh, game-wise, depending on when you wanted to uh, to start the calendar, because they they played uh, Philadelphia last Friday and then back-to-back games Saturday or uh, excuse me Sunday and Monday against Cleveland, then tonight against San Antonio, then back at it Friday against OKC. It's 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 a it's, it's a rough stretch for for the Wolves in, in terms of of just game volume.
4: Yeah, they're busy. I mean, if you look at it from from last Friday to this Friday, it's five games in seven days. Like you mentioned, or if you started, uh, just two days ago on Monday, it's also five and seven because they're going to play Friday, Saturday, Monday this weekend. So yeah, they're they're cramming them in, and that's that's all by design with this NBA schedule. It's basically you know games every other day, or once you roll into a city, a lot of times they'll they'll try to squeeze in a back to back against the same opponents. That's that's going to be the case this upcoming weekend in OKC. Um, so the NBA, you know, when they, when they put these schedules out, obviously the calendar is a little bit different this year. The regular season won't end until mid May, which is about a month late, but they always had that, that motivation or that thinking that, uh, they wanted to try to have things back on track to what that traditional league calendar looks like, um, this time next year. So starting a season in late October, early November, that kind of a thing. And, uh, you yeah, that we've we've had postponements. We we saw sort of a flare up uh, a couple weeks ago. It's calmed down a little bit, except for a game or two here and there. But um, the team, can, uh, excuse me, the league continues to motor on.
0: Let's talk about this last weekend series, back to back games Sunday and Monday against the Cleveland Cavaliers. Wolves winning on Sunday night, one hundred nine to one hundred four, and then uh, falling one hundred to ninety eight. The the story in that one, uh, no cat, no show hurt on Gomez. It's it. Cleveland ate us up in the paint. Whether it was it was Andre Drummond on Sunday, Drummond was out on Monday, and they they just threw Jared Allen in there, and he pulled down 17 rebounds in that game.
4: Yeah, he he basically Jared Allen basically you know just stepped right in and added that production that Drummond normally has because he nearly posted a 20-20 game, which is what Drummond had in the game Sunday, but. Mm. Yeah, Minnesota got got beaten up in the paint. They, they were short-handed, like you said, missing missing Cap, missing Wancho. They actually didn't have Nas Reed on Sunday. That's right, and he only played you know an emergency, basically eight to ten minutes on Monday. But um, you know where they did get beaten up inside, it, and it was it was much worse in the first half of Sunday's game. I think the Cavs had like forty-eight paint points in the first half Sunday, and then only finished with with 72. So the Wolves curved it a little bit. But what, what I liked was, you know, they were giving up some size and, and they just kind of knew, all right, this is going to be a struggle for us against this team that plays this way. You know, some, some teams have just figured out their identity and, and Cleveland certainly knows that both their bigs and their guards, they, they want to push the pace and get into the paint and get those fast break layups and opportunities like that. But the way Minnesota sort of counteracted that was They outscored Cleveland at the three-point line by, by I think, 40 points or something close to that. It was a really big margin um, from beyond the arc. And, you know, Wolves teams of of yesteryear would would be the team that's losing by 30 or more from deep. So it was great to see Minnesota make up the difference there. And also the Wolves uh, forced Cleveland into double the turnovers on Sunday. So when you can do that, when you can win the battle at the three-point line, take care of the basketball a little bit more you're going to be able to cover for some other things and that's what i thought was uh was great to see sunday and you know as far as into monday and dealing with jared allen the wolves did a lot of good things um got to within two a couple different times in the fourth quarter but but did come up short and you know again let cleveland sort of do what they want to do inside but minnesota was right in the ball game and, and shot a, a fairly uncharacteristic percent in terms of uh, some of the looks they got. and I, I kind of just lean and, and defer to what Ryan Saunders said in the post game that, you know, he, he called that loss. One of those where uh, if if you look at the, look at the effort that went into the game and sort of the, the flow of the game and the shots you were getting, you're going to be okay with the results. So not that they're, they're okay and satisfied with the loss, but, I don't think there were as many uh, alarming aspects of of this loss as some of the ones we've maybe seen in recent weeks.
0: We talked last week about Jared Vanderbilt and kind of the steps that he had taken. The last handful of games, especially the Cleveland series, it was Jalen Noel off the bench. had uh, double-digit scoring in each of those games. Talk about Jalen Noel's game and what he brings to this team off the bench.
4: Yeah, Jalen's been needed. I mean, in these games that you've been without, you know, Carl Anthony Towns, obviously, for, for a lengthy stretch and, he missed D-Lo for a handful. Um, even Wancho brings a scoring punch. You know, he's, he's not usually your leading scorer, but uh, he's a threat. And Jalen is is kind of instant offense. You know, he's, he's got a great shooting touch from long range, but also is not afraid to put the ball on the deck and, and create a little bit, whether that's for himself or for others. So this is his second year. He spent last year, you know, a lot of time going back and forth from uh, Iowa and the D-League up to the big club. So you can see that he's got more confidence this year. And even with that, you know, shortened training camp and preseason, um, he he looked like a different player in terms of, uh, you know, less hesitancy. He was just playing a little bit more, not thinking as much. Um, So it's been great to see. You know, he's just kind of another one of those young guys that basically because of injuries has has maybe been thrust into a, a bigger role than you would have expected from him. I think Jaden McDaniels, this year, one of this year's rookies is, is another guy where, you know, th- there's minutes to be had, especially in that front court. Um, and Jaden is, is kind of the future of that, uh, you know, small ball four. He he has the length. He doesn't have the necessarily the size or the height or some of the traditional things that we want to see from a power forward, but he's got the length. He's an active and willing rebounder, and he's been letting it fly confidently from uh, from deep. And he's a guy that can kind of find his spacing and spots in the corner and he's always ready he's ready for a quick catch and shoot and and I've had a lot of fun watching him too you know there have been stretches where it's basically been with the second unit or otherwise it's been Anthony Edwards and Jaden McDaniels scoring and, and kind of keeping the Wolves in games offensively so this is you know it it has to be a team effort certainly but Every night, it seems like different guys sort of carry the water for for different stretches of the game. Especially, um, you know, in that win on Sunday, we saw uh, Malik Beasley do it in the first half. Anthony Edwards had had I think 11 of his 23 in the third quarter, um, including some big buckets in, in certain stretches. And then D'Angelo Russell had uh, I, I think nine straight points essentially in a, in a Timberwolves run that was. Um, really what turned the game uh, in their favor in terms of a fourth-quarter stretch where the Wolves kind of turned a two-point lead into a double-digit cushion and got that victory. So it's been cool to see different guys step up. It hasn't just been, you know, one guy carrying the weight for the entirety of a game.
0: Talk to Cal Soderquist, producer for the Timberwolves Radio Network. Wolves take it on San Antonio tonight, 1-1 against the Spurs, and they've played them pretty close, losing in overtime. Um back, uh, I, I I don't remember when it was, and then they fought, they followed up with the win the next day. It seems like forever ago, but it was probably only like six weeks ago that these two teams played, maybe beginning of January, middle of January, something like that?
4: Yeah, mid-January, less than a month. And yeah, it was a it was a fun series. It was, you know, Carl Anthony Towns made his return from that wrist injury, and you're right, it feels like forever ago. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was, you know, there was a little extra excitement to have Cat back in the lineup he and Buehler had some great moments together, where you know these two teams just went back and forth in the fourth quarter. And like you said, we we needed overtime in the first game, and uh, the Wolves did come up short. But then, you know, both teams were shorthanded on on the second end of the back-to-back right away on Sunday night. Minnesota got the victory. Um, the Wolves obviously didn't have Cat in that second game, and DeMar DeRozan was was not with the Spurs on that game on Sunday, but. Still plenty of firepower, you know, LaMarcus Aldridge and DeMar DeRozan. I think the Spurs, um, just like they were, you know, a, a month ago, they're a team that looks like they're more comfortable with this identity. You know, it was such a weird season for them last year to, to miss the playoffs for the first time in forever mm-hmm. um, under Greg Popovich's, you know, reign or, or whatever you want to call it. But uh, they, they seem to have all kind of gelled together a little bit more. They've got some of those young guards that, uh, you know, are continuing to progress. So it's they're, they're going to be a handful, certainly. Um, they're a team that I think, you know, realizes they can have a, a playoff identity even in this Western Conference. So it'll be interesting. Yeah, third, third meeting already of the season, too. So th- there should be some uh, familiarity on both sides. And that's what's been fun about these games when, you know, you're playing the same opponent like it was Cleveland, you know, two two games in two days, or even if it's um, you play twice in three days or you've seen the Spurs for a third time, both coaching staffs should probably have some wrinkles that they need to put in and players should be familiar with how their uh, defensive assignments will shake out, that kind of thing. So it usually makes these matchups fun to watch.
0: Quick one before we close. What's the status on a number of these guys for the Wolves? I know it's shorthanded. Jared Culver's been out. Juancho Hernan Gomez has been out. Kat, of course. Has been out. What does the uh, the uh, the roster situation look like for the Wolves against San Antonio tonight?
4: Yeah, we'll, we'll get an update from Schuerer around in a couple hours on some guys who are questionable. You know, DeAngelo Russell was questionable uh, as of yesterday with that quad injury, but it's something something he played through in both games Sunday and Monday. So you would think, unless there was a setback, that he'd be good to go tonight. Um, Lancho is still questionable. He's out of the NBA's health and safety protocols, um, it, you know, in terms of having to isolate and be away from the team. So he's back with the team and practicing. It's just a matter of uh, now getting his conditioning back up to speed. You know, when you're away from that, excuse me, that amount of time and you're not able to, to work out and do some of the, the team drills, it takes a little time to sort of reacclimate and get back up. To that length, so we'll see. That obviously means he's close. Um, and then the guys that are out still are, you know, Carl Anthony Towns is still in the protocols. Technically, we obviously think that he's getting closer, but there really haven't been um, much updates in terms of that. And, and then, like you mentioned, Jared Culver also still out. So the Wolves will continue to be shorthanded both in that front court and then on the wing with with no J.C. But it's something that they've gotten really used to now. And um, Nas Reed has, has been upgraded to probable after he played like eight to ten minutes on Monday and was a game-time decision. So you, you hope that he's uh, taken some steps in his health and maybe can absorb some more of those minutes uh, in Cat's rolls. So, yeah, hopefully, hopefully more reinforcements arriving soon, but um, they're, they're just going to have to kind of roll the ball out there and keep going with what they have.
0: Wolves basketball on KDLM tonight, 7 o'clock pregame show, 7.30 tip-off from San Antonio. Cal, my friend, thanks so much for joining us again today. We'll chat again next week.
4: You got it, Zeke. Sounds good. Everyone uh, stay warm out there, and we'll talk soon.
0: That's right.